do I need, I don't need headphones, do I? No. Because I just don't feel like putting them on. No. And we're recording. Ooh. Ooh. Welcome to my podcast that does not have a name, the Nameless Podcast, which is actually a name, but I'm, that's too much for me to think about right now. Um, today, today I'm talking to Steph Driver, which I am assuming you're all going to enjoy because she and I are extremely good friends and mm-hmm. I haven't actually talked to her, just her, for a really long time. So we're going to have fun with this. You missed already, we've been talking about cookies and I think that we should start Actually, no, I'm not. I'll start it the way I start everything. So I've been trying to like tie this to hockey at least a little bit for the people that hockey, get this. That? Yeah. I figure like some people, this is just like automatically being downloaded into their podcast feed. So I should give them like five seconds of hockey before they turn it off. <laughs> Although the other day when I was talking to Albert, I warned people that we were going to be talking about politics, but then also informed them that if they were hearing me say that, They've already made sure that I get paid for it. So jokes on you, but (laughs) whatever. So anyway, the thing that I ask everybody about hockey is how you came to be a hockey fan and why you love it so much. Um, well, I love it so much because I'm a masochist. I mean, that much is obvious. (laughs) Um, so how I came to be a hockey fan, like, I don't really have a great hockey story. Um, And it's been pretty well documented in the past that, like, no one in my family likes sports. I'm the only one. And so I didn't grow up with this. Um, My brother played hockey growing up, but, like, it was roller hockey and I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, My neighbors were Devils fans back then because everyone in North Jersey at that time were Devils fans because that was when they were winning cups. Yeah, like, what about did you get into it? So it was in college, and it was after, fuck, it was even after college. Like, it was after they did their cup run, and that's when I really, really started paying okay. attention. Um, cool. and, and when I realized I was hooked was when it wasn't on TV because they had not won the cup, and it was the off season, And I was like, oh, I missed the sound. Like I miss, mm-hmm. I miss the skates on the ice and the puck and the boards and like I miss the sound. So that's, I've got a really boring hockey story. It's really I mean, that's, mine is equally boring, which is that I was once at a family function, some cousin's birthday or something, and all of the kids were in the family room watching television or playing Sega Genesis or something like that. And my cousin, um, just like took over the television. He was like, I'm going to put the hockey game on. And everyone was like, whatever, who gives a shit? Because we were all kids. I was like, maybe 11 or 12. And I don't know, something about it just like sucked me right in because I wasn't a sports person at all. And like my dad watches, you know, Phillies games and Eagles games, but that's about it. So we weren't really a big sports family either, but something about it just sucked me in. And then I noticed Eric Lindros, who was so pretty back then mm-hmm. and I mean year old, now. you don't have to yeah, say that, that's then. true he is so like 12 year old Kelly was very interested in the pretty man playing the sport on the television so I just kind of like got into it and then it got to be a thing where it was like I was like a giant introverted nerd so 
I didn't have a ton of friends, but there was like a niche online community of hockey people that you just like immediately can get right into because you are also a hockey person and it's kind of nice. It's still kind of like that, which I think is fun. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are bad about hockey not being a super popular sport, but there are also a lot of things that are good about it. That's one of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, enough about that dumb stuff. Cookies. Cookies. So we were talking about how like when you make a homemade cookie, you like like a nice, like thick, chewy chocolate chip cookie. At least I do. Like I never make a crispy cookie at home. But then when you buy a store-bought cookie, the crispy ones are kind of better. I'm trying to think about the last time I made cookies, and I will never opt to make a chocolate chip cookie. Like if I'm oh, making interesting. If I'm making a cookie, it's either like shortbread or a ginger snap. I fucking love a ginger mm. snap. Um or like a sugar cookie. Like just give me basic and and those end up being crunchy cookies maybe i just like crunchy cookies yeah see if i'm making a cookie my uh, my favorite cookie is a homemade chocolate chip cookie like that's what i want to fuck with and i make the way that i make them is like i make in my opinion extremely good chocolate chip cookies but the problem with them is for them to come out as good as i can make them the dough has to sit overnight in the fridge yeah so it's like I want a cookie now, but I must wait until tomorrow to have the cookie. But yeah, I don't know if, if I'm trying to think of other cookies that I like are crispy or chew. I think that most cookies are crispy. Yeah. I mean, all the ones that you buy in the store are like Oreos, obviously. Those are yeah, that's a crispy cookie. Um, I've been, I've been really into the, I, we talked about this on our drunk podcast, the the EL fudge cookies. Mm. I don't know how to pronounce it, but you, you, you people know what I'm talking about. The fucking yeah. elf fudge cookies. EL fudge. That's what it is. Is it L fudge or EL? No, I think it's, I think it's E period L period. Like I think it's someone's name is EL fudge. Oh, oh. maybe like Edward Lance fudge. And well, those are his cookies. E L and F. Like those are the initials. Aha. Ah. Ah, that's what it is. Fucking just solve that. We're really cool. fast. We're so smart. You know what cookie I low key used to love that kind of falls into that category? Vienna fingers. See, I never liked those, but oh, my brother God. was super into Vienna fingers. I used to fuck up some Vienna fingers. I don't know why I don't like them. I, I think it's just they're they're too a little too bland, which I mean they kind of are. They just taste like vanilla sugar, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I need a little bit of chocolate with my bland. I would eat just the biscuit part of the EL fudge cookie. Like, I don't even need the chocolate in the middle. Like, I just love that cookie. What about the Keebler Elf ones that are round with, like, the drizzly chocolate? Are you into those? I am. Those were my dad's cookies. Mm. Like, those were the ones that Dad Driver would fuck up on the regular. Um like I would, I would absolutely just eat a stack of those. No problem. Yum. Yeah. How do you feel about a, a flavored Oreo? Where do you so, fall there? I've had a couple. Um, and the only ones that I will approve as Oreo canon are the lemon ones. Okay. Because also another thing about me is I will fuck up any type of lemon dessert. <laughs> Tate's. Speak, this is we're just doing cookies. This is a cookie show. Tate's has a special springtime lemon cookie, and I've got two bags of them downstairs. Mm. And they're fucking good. What even is springtime? The only like <laughs> alternate flavor 
Oreo I've ever had is the vanilla ones. And I liked them. They were, um, which makes sense because they were kind of like Vienna finger adjacent. Like they kind of just tasted like that. But I've never had like, I've seen ones in the supermarket where I'm like, oh man, I want to eat that. Like the, I I tend to like birthday cake flavored things. Ooh, same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've always wanted to try those, but never have. I don't really like fruit with chocolate. No, I don't like fruit in my dessert at all. Yeah, me neither. Like that's, that's like healthy food. Like get away from me. I went chocolate and sugar or I'm like I'm sitting here being disgusting get your fruit out of my face yeah no thank you um yeah so I don't know I there seem to be like too many Oreo flavors now there are way too many it's like they're getting out of control like focus on making a good Oreo well they've already perfected that yeah so I think I asked you this before but I can't remember were the Canadian Oreos better than the regular Oreos so here's the thing Oh, I have a meeting in 10 minutes. Oh, well, we can wrap this up quick then. I forgot. Um, no, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just hit pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I ate them so fast. <laughs> Which I respect. <laughs> I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring back more. You brought me to, like, two over a span of time where, like, logically... I should have been able to taste test them, but I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to bring a bunch of snacks back with me and we have to do like side-by-side comparisons of the American versions with the Canadian versions and see what's Um, up. I'm fully on board to do this. Okay. Go to your meeting and then we'll come back. No, I've decided that I'm just going to push the meeting. Oh, all right. Can you hear Bear in the background? I'm sorry. I sure can. I'm going to pick that up because I'm sure that's really annoying for all of the listeners. I think it's cute. It's it's a peanut butter container that he is. <laughs> he has eaten it. We are soulmates because I would put my entire snout into a peanut butter jar and try to get the last bits out too. I mean, you can see it, right? Like yeah. for, for people who are listening and obviously that's everyone and not on video, you can see the line in the peanut butter jar where Bear's tongue could no longer reach. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's just trying to destroy the rem- the remaining peanut butter jar so that he could get to the peanut butter, which is what should be happening. Yes. You don't waste peanut butter. No, Bear does not waste peanut butter. What a smart boy. Yeah. So the the meeting that I have is not essential. So I'm just going to push it. Fuck work. What even is work? None of it like, exists. There are it's no sports. And I think that that's something that just needs to be acknowledged. There are no sports. Yeah. And my job is sports. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. I'm just going to do some whining here. No, I was, I'm glad that you are because I was just going to ask you, like, how is this going for you as it a sports not professional? good. It is mm-hmm. not good. So I live alone. I have three pets, two cats, Mama and Shenner, and I've got this little puppy who is part devil and part fluff. Angel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And he's trying to do a really good job of potty training. We're, we're trying. He's five months old. We're, we're working on it. Um, and I actually think now as I'm saying this out loud, I think that he's pooping in my closet, which. You know, who among us? Who among us? That's where he decides he wants to poop. 
So I have been working from home for years. Like this is not a new thing for years. Um, so I'm really well equipped to be working from home. I'm really well equip equipped for maybe two weeks of social distancing. Like mm -hmm. I don't like, I, I get anxious in a lot of social situations and I don't really like to go to bars anymore. Like I prefer a much more low key hangout with friends, but you know, all that being said, I am an extrovert. So I am in my element around other humans and not being able to be around any human is not good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's been really taxing on my mental health. It's been really taxing on, um, <laughs> my physical health all I've been doing is eating. I mean, we just spent 15 minutes talking about cookies. Yeah. Um, and when you work from home, you you have a lot of flexibility in your day. Like there were many times where I'd just be like, all right, it's two o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday. I need to go grocery shopping. And I would go grocery shopping. There are no crowds and it was great. And then I'd come back mm -hmm. and go back to work. And that was a nice breakup of the day. But now working from home and being in quarantine, because I am a, a high risk community, like I should not be leaving mm -hmm. my house at all. Yeah. Um, the work day doesn't ever stop, which. Yeah, that's not good. Right. And, and like, I, I'm trying to give myself a lot of leeway here. Like, all right, Steph. 3 p.m. time to go sit on the couch, but that doesn't mean that I'm not working and I'm still technically in the office. It's, it's, it's been a lot. Um, it's been a lot. And, and anxiety is the, the foundation upon which all other emotions are built. And the anxiety is just super high these days. And uh, worrying about myself, worrying about others, and, and not only catching the thing but dying from it yeah and dying like i'm worried that my dad is gonna catch it he's 70 dad driver how the fuck old are you 70 something um he'll be 72 this year uh with a compromised immune system he's got copd i'm worried that he's going to catch it it is going to be in the hospital and i'm not going to be able to go visit him because mm. no one's allowed to go visit him and then he's going to die alone, like in the hospital on a ventilator with this fucking disease. Now he is starting to take it seriously, which he wasn't before. I mean, starting to meaning that for the past couple of weeks, he's also been in quarantine and so has my stepmom. But it's, it's fucking hard. This is a really hard time. And, and I get that it's hard when you live with other people and just not being able to see anybody other than the people that you're living with. Yeah. Like, like, and I, I totally understand parents not knowing what to do with their children. Like mm -hmm. they're supposed to be at school. Like I get that, but I haven't seen another human being in the flesh in weeks. I haven't yeah. like touched another human being in over a month. Like I, I went up 
to go grocery shopping for my dad when all of this started. And it was probably a month ago and I couldn't hug him goodbye. Mm. So like I cried driving home because that's like, that's my dad. Yeah. That's my dad. And it's, it's fucking hard. Like I have not like shaking hands. Well, shaking hands is fucking weird, but like hugs. I'm a <laughs> hugger. I'm a hugger. Yeah. I haven't hugged a human in, in over a month. It's, this shit's weird, man. It It is like the, I think it's hard to even like comprehend in present how fucking weird this is. Like, I don't think we're going to realize how weird it is until like five years from now. We're like, what the fuck did we do yeah. for an entire six month period? Yeah. And it's like, I'm an introvert. So being alone for me is probably not as hard as it is for you because we are opposite as far as getting our energy and our stability yeah. and things. And, but I am glad that I'm stuck with a few human beings because I, I don't know how it would be. Like, I don't even know if I can imagine it. And I guess like for me, I've been, I've been trying to go outside every day. Mm. We've been having incredibly shitty weather here. So I've been like going outside to do a run or something or just take a walk. And obviously I'm not near any human beings when I'm doing this, but I do occasionally see them like other people running or taking walks. And it's kind of, I don't know if that is kind of making me feel better, but it does in some way. Yeah. And also just like the act of not being in this building makes me feel better. Do you find that this, the Zoom meetings and the Google Hangouts and the stuff with friends is helpful or do you not really feel any better with that kind of stuff? So my answer, if you would ask me last night, I would say, no, it wasn't making me feel better, but literally talking to you right now is <laughs> making me feel better. So okay. um, in, in general, like I, I am an extrovert, but I'm a misanth- misanthropic extrovert. Like I, you know. Mm-hmm. I do what I can, but I also hate people. <laughs> so I have, I started off doing a lot of zoom calls, a lot of zoom meetings with friends. Um, and what I was finding was that I was doing more socializing than I was in the past. Mm-hmm. And that was uncomfortable. And also like when I'm done work for the day, I like to sit in the dark, which sounds really weird saying it out loud. But if I'm watching Netflix or if I'm watching Amazon, like I just like to sit in the dark. Yeah. Which you can't do when you're on a Zoom call. So <laughs> right. it was a lot of time like with lights on. And I was, <laughs> and I ended up saying like, I, I logged off of the last one I did. I was like, guys, I just need to turn off my lights. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I need to turn off the lights. This is too much. Um. But right now, talking to you during the day is really good and cool mm-hmm. and fun. I wish I could squeeze you, but I'm not allowed to do that. And also, we're in different countries. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, I'm going to hug the fuck out of the people that I love so much yeah. when this is over. Like, yeah. it, it's going to be like those really creepy hugs that linger too long. Like, it's going to be just a series of them. Yes. For a very long time. Because, like, I am, I've been thinking a lot about, so I'm coming home. And I've been thinking a lot of, about, first of all, like I have generally been telling myself that I'm not super worried about me getting this. I don't actually know 
if what happened to me physically last summer means that this disease would be harder on me than a normal person. I don't think immunity-wise I'm compromised in any way as a result of it, but my lungs did get pretty fucked, mm. and I don't know I, I, I just don't know. I haven't talked to any doctor about it. So I don't know, like, if I get this, am I automatically going to be in worse shape than a person that has never had an issue with their lungs? I don't know. So but as I, a medical professional, and by that, I mean, I've watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I say yes, like, absolutely. It, it's, it's a disease that attacks your lungs. Like, I'm yeah. not immunocompromised, but I have asthma and I have hypertension, and that yeah. automatically makes it worse for me. Right. If I catch it, so like your lungs got pretty fucked. They got they got banged up just a little bit from, yeah, you know, clots that your doctors didn't catch when you told them that you had clots. <laughs> All of that fun stuff. Yeah. So I've been about th- that. Was I not supposed to talk about? Oh it? no. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I've ever talked about it out loud, but I feel like. I mean, everyone that listens to this show probably follows us on Twitter. So I feel like people know that it happened. But if you don't know what happened last summer, I ended up having pulmonary embolisms in both of my lungs and I probably should have died, but I didn't, which is the important. She did not because she's a bad ass. Because we've learned that uh, our veins, me and Steph Driver, our veins aren't going to take us down. It's going to have to be something else. Our bodies just keep trying to kill us, and we it's, say, no, no, no. No, not yet, bitch. I got stuff to do. <laughs> I've got quarantine things to take care of. Yeah, right. I thought, I thought I had fun things to do. Turns out the only thing I have to do is sit in this house and make podcasts with people. <laughs> um, but I've been thinking, like, I have, I'm terrified, like, terrified of being on an, like, airplane with people and then getting off of that airplane and like just being in the world. Yeah. Like I care less about me getting it than I do giving it to someone else. Yeah. And so I know that when I get home, I cannot go see my, I'm not going to go near my family for two weeks. I was just telling you before this, I just booked a hotel room for two weeks in lovely Wilmington, Delaware because I plan to go directly from the airport to there and lock myself in the room for two weeks and not come out until I'm sure that I don't have this thing. And then even then I'm like, are we absolutely sure that if I don't have a symptom in two weeks that I don't have it or not, right? Like we don't know that. No, the only way that we would possibly know is if- If I could get a test. If you could get a test or if we could self-test or you know anything like that. And we can't do that. Yeah. And then I was like trying to brainstorm ways that I could get home without getting on an airplane, but I couldn't like logistically figure it out. Like I think, so I couldn't find a way to rent a car in Halifax that would let me leave the car in another city. Okay. Like it, it doesn't seem to be an option for the car rental places that are here. So that was the one thing. So then I was like, okay, well maybe I can take a train to like Toronto or something and then somehow get myself across the border not in a car because I also don't know if you can rent a car in the in Canada drive it to a U.S. city and leave it there um I found like it seemed like there was a little bit of that like maybe 
stuff that I found online, but I wasn't 100% sure. But then I was like, would it be better for me to be on a train all the way to Toronto? It would take like 20 hours. Like, I don't know. Is that, that doesn't seem better than being on an airplane for two. And, and also like germs are going to be the same on a train and, and a plane. Right. Right. So it was just like a lot of like trying to figure out how I transport my body and my stuff the safest way possible. Because like, I just don't want to, I don't want to be like transporting this thing. Yeah. That's the thing that scares me more than anything. I don't know. All of this is so fucking weird. It's such like a weird, everything that we have to think about now is weird. I went to the supermarket today and like you would come home from the supermarket and you have to wipe down all of your shit with a Lysol wipe. Like that is so weird. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like it, when I think about it too much, I get stressed out. So I try just not to think about it. Yeah. I've been trying to Instacart fucking potato chips to my house for three days and mm. no one it wants to bring me potato chips. Like Are they I still would- on strike. I don't know if they are, but it seems like, yes. Like I would do illicit things for a a baked sour cream and cheddar potato chip right now. Stephanie, do not say that because people listening to this will (laughs) assume that you will do sexual favors if they bring you potato chips and leave them on your doorstep. Listen, I'll do it. You want to, you want, you want to feed a feet? pick a foot pick like i'll do we'll it. send foot picks for we'll potato chips and like just leave them right out front but if we're if we're really doing this then i would also like some kettle cooked sour cream and onion potato yeah chips. you gotta bring all the chips it's gotta bring all it's gotta be all of them and also a side of smart food white cheddar popcorn like let's yeah. and i will do these illicit things from a, a social distancing quarantine yes perspective like you no want- contact no, no contact, contact delivery no. no contact feet pics as reward right. like I'll, I'll i'll send you feet pics i haven't cut my toenails in a long time and that's becoming oh a problem god. i need a pedicure like a mother oh my god i was thinking about that the other day so i took the nail polish off of my toenails because it was starting to get a little janky yep yep and i was looking at my feet and i was like oh my god do i ever need a pedicure and also because not to get too disgusting although who cares um two of my toenails have fallen off (laughs) as a result say i knew i knew when i was in the grand canyon i could feel that the trauma to my toes i was like these toenails are going to come off at some point but it's always like months later and so two of them well you're also running yeah. So I, th- I think that it was the running that kind of hurried along. But the way that it happens, if you've never lost a toenail, and I hadn't until last year. I have never year. lost a toenail. Yeah. So I didn't really know how it worked. What happens is like you don't just like, unless there's some kind of like violent trauma that rips your toenail off, it doesn't just like come off. What happens is you fuck up your toenail and then your body's like, ah, oh, this toenail's fucked. We got to do something about this. So then it starts growing a new one underneath oh, no. of it. And then once the new one comes out enough, the old one like kind of just like bloop, like flips off. And it's so weird. (laughs) I am the least squeamish person I think that I know. And that creeps me out. Yeah. It's way less gross than you would imagine. But then, then what happens is like your normal toenail has come off. And right, and then the new one is still like a tiny little baby toenail, so it's oh, not all the way grown out. 
Oh, so God. anyway, long story short, my toes are fucked. <laughs> Everything is a mess. I need a haircut. I, oh, I need, a, need haircut. a pedicure. I need a wax. Like all of the personal hygiene has gone out the window. Oh, Everything God. is bad. I mean, for someone whose daily routine hasn't changed a whole lot, like I'm disgusting right now. <laughs> I actually, sh- I did shower last night mm-hmm. and that was like the third day in a row that I had showered. So that was good. Look at you. I know. Did I brush my teeth today? Nope. It's noon. Have not brushed the teeth. <laughs> Did I brush them yesterday? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Who can say? Who can say? Truly. Who knows? Who knows? I am disgusting. I'm still in my pajamas. I am sweaty, but that's like a norm. Like, I'm just always <laughs> a sweaty person. No, like, I'm great. I, ha- I haven't put on real pants in so long and the thing that scares me is I like I don't I've been trying to keep my shit together like health-wise only because not because like I'm some like noble person who cares about health it's because I am actually an absolute psychopath and that being a thing that I can control all on my own it makes me obsessed with it so I've been trying to keep that together but like I've Def- like everyone else on earth, I've been eating way more than I normally would under any other circumstances. Before we started recording, I was telling Steph that she was doing me a favor because <laughs> by me having to sit down here and record this podcast, it meant that I didn't go upstairs into the kitchen and just begin eating for the day, <laughs> which is to say like, as soon as the first food goes into my mouth, then it's just like a constant graze until yeah. I fall asleep. So it's, yeah. So I don't know if my pants still fit, I guess is what I'm getting to because oh, everything's been elastic waste since yeah. it started. Well, I, li- I like that you're able to graze because for me, I will be full and I'm still just ravenously shoving dry cereal into my face. Like I just, I, I mean, on the couch last night eating just fistfuls of life cereal. Like I don't need this. I just ate an entire package of Forge <laughs> Farm chocolate chip cookies and half a package of Tate's chocolate chip cookies because I ran out of the Pepper's Farm one. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something that I need? No, but I'm shoving them into my face anyway. I, I hit yeah. a breaking point yesterday. Like last night I hit a point where I was just like, I cannot fucking sit on this couch one more moment. Like I can't, I'm in the middle of a show that I really enjoy, but I cannot watch it anymore. I cannot sit here anymore. That's yeah. when I got up and I showered. I showered, I put on clean clothes, which were pajamas. I drugged myself and I went the fuck to sleep. There you go. I actually drugged myself last night too. I haven't been sleeping very well. And so last night I decided that I was going to sleep well. And the way that you absolutely guarantee that is to take drugs. Drugs. So (laughs) I have this anxiety medicine that my doctor gave me like as a kind of like just in case if you're having a day like you can pop one of these and it'll calm you down Which but I found that if that? I because take I need one I do get a yes which I'll which tell you what it is later. because I need I need a... oh my um the medical doctor in my therapist's office so psychology whatever the medical one is I need one of those but yes maybe. So I find that if I take one, it does kind of just make me chill, but also a little bit like lethargic, like just a little bit 
down, which I guess makes sense because it's meant to like knock your shit down a little bit. Yeah. But if I take two, it's like a full on half an hour later, I'm essentially in a coma. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did last night, which was great. It's great for the sleeping part. But then when I wake up, it's always like, I feel a little bit like I am actually waking up from being dead. Which oh yeah. Great. No, that's not good. I just did but, a double Benadryl. Yeah. That'll work too. Yeah. Which like I've been having breathing problems and it's, it's totally allergies and asthma. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bad allergy and asthma year. Um, so I've been taking Benadryl just a little bit too often, but mm-hmm. I, I'll just be like, I'll pop one before bed. Like this will help me. Maybe. Maybe. Um, can't hurt. But, yeah. It, it literally can't hurt. Like Benadryl is a pretty safe drug. Yeah. It's over the counter. It's pretty safe, but I've been taking it just a little bit too often that now I'm, I'm considering maybe actually I need some sleeping pills. Yeah. But you know what? Your girl can't leave her house. <laughs> so I have over the counter sleeping pills that I find work really well. So maybe you can Amazon those. I have some downstairs. Hi, Bear. He's trying to give me his his chewed alligator. Oh, what a sweet boy. Thank you, Bubba. Um, he actually, I ordered him a new collar because he's outgrown his second collar and it hasn't shown up yet. So now he's naked. He's walking around the house naked. Oh, buddy. You got to be comfy. He likes it. Mm-hmm. He likes it. Um, I've got like the Z-Quill downstairs. I've mm-hmm. got... Oh God, like a couple other, like Unisom, I think they just don't work for me. Like I'll fall asleep, but I don't stay asleep. That's not good. Yeah, it's all, it's all shit. The whole world is shit. Like I was reading something the other day. I shared it on Twitter, but this is the apocalypse scenario that no one fantasized. Like no one thought that this is how it would end. All of us just being stuck in our houses, unable to do anything. And and no, (laughs) we're supposed to be like fighting zombies or like dealing with like a full on meltdown of society from like climate change or something. Like it was supposed to be really dramatic and we were going to have like activities to do. Like we would have to do activities to stay alive. Right. But now the only thing that we have to do to stay alive is literally nothing. Nothing. Which is like kind of, if you think about it, like this kind of is the apocalypse we deserve. Like we did it this is to absolutely ourselves. the apocalypse that we deserve. We're going to eat ourselves to death. Yeah. Eat ourselves <laughs> to death alone in our houses with like Netflix and computers and all kinds of comforts that are making us right. all insane. Video chats. Like that's, this is how yeah. it's going to go for us. And we deserve this. I've been trying to like, do you, on like a slightly positive note, like I've been trying to think like maybe, (laughs) maybe like collectively we'll come out of this better people. Like maybe we won't care so much about things and like maybe we'll value the people in our lives better and we'll like value our free time outside more. Like I've been wondering if that'll happen, but it probably won't. I mean, maybe. I think that the the positive that will come out of this, and there's got to be something, um, is that, you know, it's definitely shown that America's infrastructure uh, on the basic level just does not work. Does not work. Nope. And you're looking at all of these other countries that are not uh, 
I was going to say not first world countries, but they are like that are also going through this, but have public health care are, are just a little bit better equipped. Like it's time that, that the idiots in this country are start paying attention mm-hmm. to, Hey, we're the only civilized country that doesn't have any type of Medicare for all system. Yeah. And, and not even just, it's not even just the, like the access and the payment. There's also obviously a huge problem with when you're running a hospital for profit, you with shareholders and CEOs and boards and all of that stuff, you necessarily have to buy as few supplies as you possibly can because you need to preserve profit for your shareholders. So you buy enough masks for the time, but not too many because that money can be better served by going into someone's pocket. So I think what we're, I mean, I I hope what people are noticing is that it's not even a bad, like if you want to say that you don't like the idea of the government doing your healthcare, okay. But you have to at least be able to acknowledge at this point that having a profit motive behind a hospital where people have to, like, it's not just a doctor. Like, people go to the hospital because they're going to die if they don't go there, and they have to stay there in order to remain alive. So when you have someone whose job it is to make sure that that function is running on as lean supplies and money and all that as possible, like you're not going to do a very good job keeping people alive. Those two things are just completely opposed to each other. Yeah. And I, if this doesn't make people see that in this country, nothing's ever going to, right. I don't think. Um, but also like, I talked about this with Albert, like the reason that other countries are doing this so much better than we are is because other countries realize that and not not in every situation like we're not talking about communism here like that's the other thing that people in america can't seem to understand that there's like full on capitalism which we're pretty much doing at this point because all of the regulations are gone and communism there's like a whole range of things in between those two things like you, we don't have to go all the way to communism i don't think anybody actually wants that but there are certain things certain resources which the federal government is the best thing to distribute those resources because in times of crisis they're the ones that like the like the government's not going to fall it's still there so like which is a goddamn shame sorry sorry well in this situation yeah so like in south korea you know the government coordinates a plan to test every single human being that lives there and so they do and then they can quarantine the ones that are positive the ones that are negative can go about their lives and all of a sudden they have a situation that's under control incredibly quickly. And I think that in America, we would like to think that we're better than South Korea when in reality, in every single way that matters, we are absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not to get, sorry, I got off. Honestly. No, it's, I mean, it's true. I get so worked up. It's just like, I don't know. You have to, like, we live in a society. 
all of us affect everyone else. Yeah. And now there's a thing. Now there's like a physical, tangible thing that can illustrate the fact that we are all intertangled and intertwined with each other. And what we do affects other people, even if we don't know them. Yep. And like, maybe, just maybe, like we can care a little bit about someone else. Like a little bit. I, I don't need you Not to even a lot. a lot. No. And I don't even need like, you to like put a face to the person that you might no. care about, but just like maybe give a shit about another human being, like the nebulous human being. That's the thing. Like, it's not even an actual person. It's just the idea of a human being, because to be quite honest, and I'm sure you agree with me, I would like to punt 90% of the people that I've ever met into the sun because they fucking suck. Yep. But like the idea of a human being in my mind should be able to not die alone in their apartment because they can't go to a doctor yeah maybe and i i just can't wrap my brain around how that's like a radical idea it's not a radical idea but people are stupid people are very stupid that's the most frustrating thing is that like all of this would have been implemented in america a long time ago if people weren't voting against their own interests Mm -hmm. but they're stupid and they've been tricked into believing that at some point, the money's going to trickle on down to them. <laughs> Any day now, the money's going to trickle down. I keep waiting. Yeah, it's, it must be just stuck somewhere in the middle. I don't know. It's, it's never definitely not in the middle. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, because I guess, like, realistically, we're the middle, and it's yeah. definitely not down here. It's definitely not here. Yeah. What, are we getting free money yet? What's the update there? Um, from what Albert's been telling us, we are getting the free money. I just don't know how quickly it's going to come because, of course, like people need it right now. So, of course, it'll probably take like three months to get here. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. great. But I think we are in Canada. They are doing two thousand dollars a month for every person. I believe for four months. God, Canada is so much better than we are, and it is a little bit means tested i think that it has like you have to have lost your job or had your hours like dramatically cut um i don't think every single like if you're still working your full-time job from home and you're totally fine i don't know if you get the full 2000 i know that there were some conditions on it but it was definitely a much more generous like if you've lost your job twelve hundred dollars is not going to do a fucking thing for you no, nothing. Absolutely. Like, I guess, I guess you'll be able to like buy some food for a couple of months, but uh, not even a couple of months, like $1,200. Dep- yeah. It depends, I guess, on like your family and what you're feeding them. But like, yeah, it's certainly not going to pay any of your bills. Not a one. <laughs> like, like maybe you could pick one and pay that one, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Everything's fucked. Everything is fucked. All right, I'm changing the subject because I'm getting worked up. Let's I do it. Don't want to. Okay. So the other fun thing that I've been doing on this dumb show is asking people Nameless um, with Kelly Hinkle. Yeah. The Joe Rogan podcast podcast with Kelly Hinkle. <laughs> only because which I know is gonna get people pissy, but only because Joe Rogan's podcast is exactly this where he just has a person on and then they just talk about stuff for however long it goes. But I anyway. like nameless with Kelly Hinkle. Yeah. That's so weird. I've been asking people uh dating app opening line questions <laughs> because they're fucking awful and it's funny to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so things like um 
for example, I have a website of them, of course, because I could not possibly think naturally, of them myself naturally. because they're terribly. If hold on before we before we do this, yeah. If you're on a dating app, get off. And you're no, well, whatever. <laughs> and your opening line is "Hey" or "Hi" or "What's up." Do better, please. Like those work in a in a in-person setting Mm -hmm. sometimes but I'm not responding to a hey because this is how the conversation goes with any one of those openers hey hi what's up or how you doing how are you hey I'm good how are you what's up nothing much oh cool what are you doing this weekend I'm on fucking quarantine (laughs) like there's no conversation that starts from those those yeah i get what you mean if you're on a dating app and that's your opening line and you're you're frustrated that you're not getting any responses like you need to do just a little bit more like there needs to be more effort put in no matter how good looking you are put in just a, a smidge more effort yeah. It doesn't if have you, to be anything extravagant, just more than, hey, hi, what's up, how are you? I just Googled, and this particular website has 120 I'm ready. opening questions. Let's fucking roll. So you can find some. Um, oh, this is one of my favorite ones. So if they were making a movie about Steph Driver's life. Oh, God. Yep. And in this movie about your life, there was... Like, we got to see Bear's inner monologue or Shenner's inner monologue. Like, yeah. we, they had a voice. Yeah. Which actor would play Bear and Shenner and Mama? Ooh. Who, would, who Ooh. would be them? Um, Mama. Mama is Dame Maggie Smith. Yes, she is. Mama In is, a lot of ways, actually. Yes. Mama <laughs> is Dame Maggie Smith. Shenner is now you want me to know actors, which is a whole thing because I don't watch TV or movies. That's true. Um, Shenner is, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like, so knowing Shenner a bit. Yeah. I feel like he would be someone who's like, friendly but also kind of aloof and a little bit snobby so but also very handsome okay i mean that goes without saying extremely handsome handsome. maybe like um like edward norton oh i don't even know who that is oh you can trust me on this like just (laughs) kind of like a little bit where you're like is he a dick but then like you get to know him and you're like oh no he's cool because I feel like with Shenner, like, he's kind of, like, over here for the start of any interaction with a person that's not yep. you. Yep. And then he slowly is like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm going with it. Okay. Who's Bear? Bear's just a baby, so it's going to have to be a child. A child actor. He's just a baby. He is a small boy. Um... And I don't, like, I don't know any children actors. Like, I... I'm trying to think of one. He's I don't know any. A baby. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, that's a tough one because he's a small. He is just a baby. I don't know any child actors. I don't yeah, really no. like kids. 
Um, what is the nerdiest thing about yourself you're willing to admit? Oh God, I've, I'm so fucking nerdy. <laughs> Everyone is really, so just nerdy. in different ways. Like I am, I am a total history nerd. Like the only, like I say that I don't watch TV or movies, but if it's a period drama, like any type of, of historical documentary or period drama, I am 100% all in. Um, literally yesterday, Kelly and Jay were talking about the show Ozark. And I was like, does that have anything to do with Laura Ingalls Wilder? Because <laughs> it was really funny when you asked <laughs> that's it. I was all like, I think about what? <laughs> because like, she's from the Ozarks and it is not, it is not about Laura Ingalls Wilder. Not even a little bit, I believe no. was my response. No. Um, I mean, Right now I'm watching the show Merlin and I'm really into it. <laughs> that sounds relatively dorky. I'm into it. The, uh, my favorite podcast outside of Broad Street Hockey Radio is Stuff You Missed in History Class. Like this is, I drove up to Rochester and back and that was the only podcast I listened to. That is a <laughs> long ass drive, folks. <laughs> um, I, I am just a total history nerd and I don't really like American history because it's too new for me. <laughs> you want the real old shit. I like the real old shit. Uh, also the Tudors is probably like the Tudor dynasty is probably my favorite period in history mm-hmm. because like they were a hot fucking mess. Um, they sure were. They really were. Um, and Queen Victoria is like goals, but you know, she had some imperialistic views that are very problematic Um, (laughs) (laughs) very problematic but she was so in love with albert and that was very sweet um i do um like history outside of the the british monarchy (laughs) um like rome is my favorite city in the world just because you're you're walking through rome and it's just like oh this thing is a couple thousand years old there it is in front of you you can touch it you can touch it Um, I have, I've got a, like a, a big thing about touching, like I'm very tactile. So when I go to museums, like I want to touch things, it makes Cole very nervous. (laughs) nervous. (laughs) But I went to the Coliseum and I was like, I can touch it. I'm touching it. I mean, it is super cool. Yeah. To like, think about a place, like you're standing on a place where like, 3,000 years ago, yeah. someone was standing on exactly that same place. So same fun. road, same building. Same thing. Like, you can still see the, the cart indents in the, the pavers. Like, oh, God, it's so cool. That is cool. It's okay, so- I'm going to ask you one more. All right. What is on your nightstand? Oh, God. I've got, like, three books um, that I haven't opened in years. I have... A bottle of Benadryl. (laughs) I have a bottle of Tums. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a noise, a white noise machine that I I turn on every night to sleep. Um, I don't think that any of my remotes are actually on my nightstand. I believe they're all under my pillow. No, they're in the bed. Who takes the night? Like, who bothers to put the remote on the nightstand? Get serious. They're all in my bed with me. Um... What else? I think that there's a bottle of something else. There's an empty bottle of melatonin. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it? Yeah, like th- the three books take up the, the majority. Yeah, 
of the space. Like one of the books is the Harry Potter play, which Bill bought for me actually. Um, and I started reading it and realized that very quickly, Harry Potter was a bad father and I just oh. could not accept this book as Harry Potter canon. So I stopped reading it. Mm. Like Harry Potter was raised by abusive, neglectful humans. He would mm -hmm. not be a bad father. Like there's absolutely no way that Harry Potter would be a bad father. Hmm. So I, I just refuse to believe it is canon. What, what are the other books that I have there? Um, I, can't, I can't remember because I haven't opened them in, in years. <laughs> okay. And the last thing that I am intending to do on every one of these dumb shows yeah. is a tailored specifically for the guest Ooh. version of Ooh. Fuck, Mary Kill. Ooh. So Steph Driver's version is We Are Fuck, Mary Killing. Swedish muffins. Oh NHL. boy. All right. So don't do a thing that I, that you might be tempted to do. Please don't include Oscar Lindblad. Oh God. No, okay. no, 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 no. Thank you. All right. Swedish muffins. I am ready. So we are fuck Mary killing. I'm going to put Robert Haig on there That's fine. because you love him. So Robert Haig, yep. Christian Foline, Ooh. Eric Carlson. Oh, fuck Mary kill them. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm killing Eric Carlson. I'm sorry. Sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, but the, I, I just don't feel the affection for you. Like I do the other two. <laughs> um, for the record, I picked Christian Foline because he's pretty. He is so pretty. But I don't really know anything about his personality. Mm -hmm. I don't. I I don't know much about his personality, so I'm just gonna fuck Kristen Foley, Folin, Folin, whatever. I don't know and either. I'm, and I'm either marrying way. Robert Haig because I follow his girlfriend on Instagram, and she calls <laughs> Bobby, and he knocked down a drywall with his butt the other day. So <laughs> what is going on? They were, they were like renovating a house and she was trying to like break through the wall and mm -hmm. he was like, no, no, I got this and broke it with his butt. <laughs> so like, he's a little handy and we can keep him around the house. And he seems very sweet and he loves Oscar Lindblom like a little brother. And I just, you know, if you're marrying a guy, you've got you've to gotta look at the whole package here. And I think that he's probably the best full package, mostly because I don't know the other two as well. There you go. I respect those answers. Like, yeah, those, those are my, well, how, what's your order? I know you don't really like the Swedes or the pretty boys like this. God, not really. So I think that I would... Kill Robert Haig. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> he I have broke a brand. that drywall with his butt. Yeah. I would... You're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would fuck Eric Carlson only because, like, his, like, I know that I'm supposed to think he's super hot, but I just don't. That's fair. 
And so I don't want to look at his face forever, but I could look at Christian Foley's face forever. So we'll get married. It's a good face. Good face. Yeah. Yeah. Generally not the kind of face I go for, but it's a, it's an objectively pretty face. So I could look at it for, for a number of years and be okay with it. Whereas that fucking pirate thing that he's got going on, like Eric Carlson's thing. It's gone on for like three years too long. It's a lot. And also like, he's just like so delicate looking like he's he's pretty like an like a gorgeous woman like he's like i can see that he's good looking like that's not in question but i just feel like he's so pretty and delicate that it's not it's just not for me i need to get it though i need to show you what bear just brought to me as an offering i'm very excited to see what this is yes Where did he even find it? I couldn't tell you. It is a giant roll of duct tape for those folks. I, I am telling you right now, it is the biggest roll of duct tape I have ever seen in my life. It's got like puppy teeth marks on it. I could not even begin to see where he found that. <laughs> but he brought it right into the office and dropped it at my feet. Like, look, mommy, look what I found for you. Very nice of him to bring that. What a sweet boy. I. Oh my God! Look, you know who you know who he is, hmm. the actor, and the the voice of the voice of Bear is the the voice of Simba from the original Lion King. It is Jonathan Taylor Thomas when he was a youth. There you go. See, we got there. That's you just Bear. needed to think about it for a little while. I think that fits that fits very well. That's Bear. Because look, Mama, look what I got. Like. I brought you this tape. Puppies are so weird, guys. Like, they're so weird. Oh, God. Wonderful, though. Everything is so brand new, and they're just so weird. (laughs) He's so proud of himself. He's now curling up on the bed behind me. Like, I did my deed for the day. I brought Mommy this giant roll of duct tape. I mean, he should be proud of it. It was quite big. Bigger than his head, I would imagine. Absolutely bigger than his head. So he did a really good job dragging that thing all the way from wherever it came from to you. It was nice. (laughs) The the depths of hell. I have no idea. (laughs) All right. I think we've done enough talking. The people will like this probably. Thanks for listening. We're delightful. Yeah. Everyone, thanks for listening to all of our weird stuff. We are doing a lot of weird shows during the end times, but all of them are kind of fun. I'm doing yelling about sports with Bill later, so that should be oh, interesting. Fun. Please yeah. do me proud. I know that you will, but like get really worked up about stuff that you shouldn't normally get worked yeah. up about. But eventually you do realize that you're going to have to yeah. reprise the old team. You gotta get oh, yeah. it back together. I know. And do it. A nice classic yelling about sports. We will. For the people. We will. All right, everybody. Have a good time. Go Flyers. <laughs>